Welcome to the latest episode of El Paso Talks, where the voices of El Paso are heard. Now let's welcome today's host. Hi, hello, hello, El Paso. This is Claudia Rodriguez. I am your host, and this is my podcast, Unmuted, with Claudia Rodriguez. So I just want to start off by apologizing to everyone. I know it's been a while since since I've done one of these podcasts, but I've just had a lot of soul searching going on. I've had a lot of personal things happening in my life. Um, you know, very been in very emotional places in my life that I've never, never visited before. And it's been, it's been challenging, but today in honor of this rain, because I love the rain and in honor of breaking our heat streak of over a hundred degree weather, I decided to finally, finally come on here and talk to you all about some of the things that are going on here locally in in El Paso. Um, so yeah, you know, I know it's been a while, but life doesn't stop. Everything continues. Um, you know, I was having a moment, uh, I was having a very difficult moment with the character assassination that was going on there for for a couple of months with the whole fuel charge thing and and you know it's okay like it's politics um and like I've said before I God gave me the the courage and the wisdom and he is guiding me through this and and it's politics so people are gonna throw things at me that anything they can to hurt me why because I am a threat to them because they don't like what I have to say they didn't appreciate me going against them and by them I mean Oscar Leeser and the Democratic Party of El Paso if I'm being honest um, they look at me as though I how dare I step out of line you know I'm here I meet all of their little identity check boxes you know I'm first generation Latina first generation to graduate college. I am bilingual. My children are bilingual, dual citizenship. My kids, my husband, we're all dual citizens. My husband is an immigrant. My parents are immigrants. My grandparents are immigrants. Um, we have very successful businesses in El Paso. So how dare I step out of line from the Democratic Party? How dare I think differently than the Democratic Party? But it's just the way I was wired. It's the way I was raised, and I value a lot of a lot of values that that come from the conservatives, that come from the Republican Party. So, for example, you know, having a strong family foundation—that's that's a very important value to me that I will never shy away from. It is important for my kids to see the importance of family, being hard workers, wanting to keep our our own money being anti-establishment you know I was watching this video on social media this morning and it's this guy and he he has his face all tatted up and and he's speaking and he's like you know when I was growing up I was a punk rocker and you know I thought that I was I wanted to give it to the establishment I was anti-establishment I was this I was that and basically just like explaining the values of of the conservative party and then he finally said it he's like so i came to the realization you know me being this punk rock guy with tattoos on my face and a mohawk that's a foot a foot high that i am not a liberal i am a conservative he's like conservatives are anti-establishment whereas 
progressives and liberals are very establishment. They're very for big government. They're very for taking our money through taxes. That's what that's what the Democratic Party is. And I'm happy that people are finally waking up to see it. And I think it has to do with the fact that like we're back to four dollars a gas of fuel here in El Paso for regular unleaded. We're back to our groceries being crazy expensive and people are living paycheck to paycheck and everything is not okay and it's being handed down to us from the democratic establishment and we saw it during covid where we were told that we had to stop our lives for two weeks to slow the spread and we were locked it was a lot longer than that it was almost two years and we were forced to wear masks and our children were forced to go to school on these stupid little screens and didn't learn anything. It really hurt a lot of people. And quite frankly, everybody got COVID. Nobody, it did not stop the spread. It did not slow it down. And we could have done something for the people that were in the hospitals because there is there was treatment for them. And I know this for a fact because my husband was one of them. He caught a pneumonia. He could have died. He could have died had it gone undetected, but Thankfully, it got detected and he got the treatment for it and he is fine. And so, yes, I'm not denying COVID. COVID is very real. What I am saying is that the way we let the government control us, that was wrong. That was absolutely insane. And I hope that we moving forward learn our lessons. And the next time that the government wants to shut down our businesses, wants to keep our kids at home, wants to force us to wear mask and wants to force all these other regulations and mandates down our throats, I hope we stand up and we say, no, we're not going down that path ever again because it did not work. Those are the facts. It didn't work. It didn't stop the spread. It didn't stop people from getting COVID. It didn't stop anything. People still got it. And so... I hope again, moving forward, if this does come back again, um, I pray to God that we we really do that we are more resilient than than we are more resilient than what they give us credit for. And we can and we will say no, not this time, not again. And the reason why I'm talking about this is because um the county commissioner's court has been on the news as of this week with two very um different items but very both in their own in their own way very democrat like democratic legislation democratic policy making and so the first one is um earlier this week and also by the way big shout out to FitFam. FitFam, they are on top of it they are reporting everything and they just put they put it out there. People look at it. People make their own assumptions and the comments are very entertaining. So I think that that's something that, you know, unites us as El Pasoans where we're able to look to FitFam. I mean, if ever we want to know anything that's going on, go on FitFam and for sure you'll find it there. So they put out this this article um, from El Paso Matters where the county commissioner's court has over $300,000 from the American Rescue Plan. So the American Rescue Plan, for those of you that are not familiar, is basically the COVID relief plan that President Joe Biden, when he came into office, you know, he didn't want to 
let a good tragedy go to waste and he wanted to put out his own rescue plan which we already had one with um the previous administration with president trump he also put one that's when and that you know that was when everything was first happening they were shutting down our businesses and i appreciate the help that was that was offered to us um this one here you know it, it almost feels like it was um a continuation of something that had already been started just to take credit for Hey, I did something too. Hey, I gave you all free money, quote unquote, free money because it's not free money. Um, and so they have the county commissioner's court. They have um, over $300,000 from the American Rescue Plan. And they thought, you know, what can we do with this money? And they got this genius idea that they're going to do a, a government buyback of our guns and basically telling people like hey we're going to be at a scott at the park on i think it's at the end of this month um we're going to be at a scott at the park everybody come bring your guns and we will be issuing gift cards anywhere from 200 anywhere from 50 dollars to 200 dollars. now for people that have firearms we all know that you're not going to get a firearm for 50 dollars. so if you have a firearm that was legally obtained you did not pay $50 you would be very silly to go give your gun that you paid well over $50 for $50 and to I don't know Starbucks or whatever it may be um that's not that's just not a really good motivator for people I feel again I think that they underestimate the people of El Paso when they think you know we're we're dumb and here you go, County of El Paso, take my gun and give me my $50 gift card. And law-abiding citizens know better than that. Now, I don't, I mean, I'm sure there's some silly people out there that have guns illegally and will go turn it in for $50. And I guess, you know, that's good. That's one less illegal gun that's out on the streets. But for the most part, I don't see this happening or this being very lucrative, I should say. I think that that money could have been spent um, better. Like I said, groceries are very expensive. Fuel is very expensive. So maybe help the community with grocery bills, with utility bills. You know, everybody is struggling. This inflation is very real. And instead of thinking this is going to do anything to curb the violence, like that's what they should have been thinking, you know? The other thing is like Hawaii. Hawaii is going through a very ugly tragedy and sad tragedy right now i would have considered sending them some of that money over there you know if you can't find anything better here to send it to people over there that can definitely use that money and i think that it would have been very well appreciated and very noble of el paso to send three hundred thousand dollars to hawaii to help with their rebuilding or rescue or whatever it is that they needed for because they have they need a lot of help over there and so I don't think that this is going to be a very positive um, buyback, you know, and that's what they call it buyback. But again, you can't buy something back that is not yours. And so that's what they're calling it. I don't believe it's a buyback. Now, the other thing that I do want to mention is in El Paso, we are a neighboring city to or border city to Juarez, Mexico, Chihuahua. And they had a very similar government buyback where they started to take off all of the guns from the streets in Juarez, in Chihuahua, in Mexico, and they started disarming the people. 
And what happened? What has been happening? People were left unprotected and we had this massive drug war happening and the government wasn't protecting them and people were left without protection. And it was a very unfortunate, and I think as El Pasoans, being so close to Juarez, we all have family in Juarez. I think we've all grown up in Juarez, going to the doctor, going to eat, what have you. We've all been in Juarez. It's part of our culture. It's part of our lifestyles here in El Paso. And we all remember that very clearly when that ugly drug war, war started and people were getting massacred. And they were left as sitting ducks without protection. So this is why it's very important that if people choose to have guns, they should. And it is your right. It is literally our Second Amendment right. And it is literally the only right on our Constitution that says, shall not be infringed upon. Meaning our founding fathers couldn't have made it more clear that guns are for people to protect ourselves from a tyrannical government or to protect ourselves from home invaders, to protect ourselves from whatever. That is our right. That is our human right to be able to protect ourselves. And it should not be diminished to, oh, here's a $50 gift card to McDonald's. That is absolutely insane. People, you know, reading the comments on on FitFam, people were saying like, hey, I'm going to stand across the street and offer more money yeah that'd probably be a very lucrative opportunity for people to say hey i want a gun um these fools are wanting to give back their guns for fifty dollars i'll give you a hundred dollars i'll give you two hundred and one dollars and i'll take your gun back but i do believe that people in el paso are smarter than that i do believe that they they see already my ear popped out they see right through this um I want to say sham and they will not participate in this and again this is just the result of a fully democratic county commissioner's court where all four of the representatives are all democrat and the judge is a democrat and of course like democrats are all for gun control and gun, gun confiscation but let us not forget Beto O'Rourke's very famous lines, hell yes, we're coming for your guns. There it is. It's in the result. Those are the results. And we are living through it and it's happening here in El Paso. So right now, you know, really, I think we do need to do something about the violence that's been happening, about all of the, the you know, the craziness. I saw some guy on Cincinnati waving. I, it looked like, like, it looked like an AR-15, I'm not sure, but that's not okay, y'all. Like, it's not okay to scare people like that. It's not okay to threaten, to make people feel threatened. And so definitely, those are the kinds of people that need to be locked up. And I am not a prosecutor. I am not, I'm not in any form, in any shape or form, some sort of legal analyst, but I think our common sense can tell us like something needs to be done about that. And I don't believe that this gift card buyback is a good idea, nor do I believe that it's going to resolve the problem. And I think most people that have common sense, like we do here in El Paso, know that that's not going to bring relief to any of that. 
you know, what the county could have done instead is better fund their sheriff's department and give them raises or maybe compose a, a special task force to help with some of these um, threats that are being made online and some of these shootings that are happening where they have better intel as to people that want to plan something and be there immediately. I think that, that would have that's a way better solution and I feel a lot safer than doing that because criminals are not going to respect the laws. The ones that respect the laws are law-abiding citizens and law-abiding citizens have no reason to go turn in their, gov- their guns, their legally owned guns, but if they don't, moreover, criminals are not going to be doing that as well. So it's very sad that this is where that money is going to. I think they, it's a missed opportunity. I think that, like I said, they could have came up with a task force and they could have just done secret intel or done some sort of intel to prevent some of these things that are happening. Um, maybe do, in, and then they're spending, I think like, uh, I don't know, it's some crazy amount on just marketing alone. Well, they could have done a very similar campaign on, on gun violence and how to, you know, be able to say very similarly to when we had 9-11, if you see something, say something kind of thing and people now, you know, if you're at the airport, even now, over 20 years later, if you're at the airport and you see a bag that's unnoticed, like you notify the authorities and you let them know, hey, this gun's, this bag right here is not mine. I don't know whose it is. And so very similarly, you, you, you unite the community around a very similar campaign and you let people know, like, we're in this together in El Paso. We don't stand for gun violence in El Paso. We respect your Second Amendment rights, but also... If you play stupid games, you're going to win stupid prizes. So we're not going to stand for it. And I think that would have been a better opportunity for them. And it would have been more appreciated by the community. But again, again, and again, this is a 100% Democratic um, or Democrat county commissioner's court. So all the elected officials are, are all Democrats. And then... If that weren't enough or insulting enough, um, today they made the announcement that they plan to give themselves, these county commissioners court, plan to give themselves yet another raise. And man, like, I, I can't stress this enough how insulting this is because people are really struggling. My, me, myself, we are struggling. And it's not okay for them to just give themselves this a raise like who does that any other job you get a raise based on based on an evaluation based on merit and somebody else gives that to you you don't give that to yourself like my truck drivers don't give themselves a raise like I do it based on how well they drive how on time they are how lucrative they are that's how I base raises for drivers And every other boss knows that you don't give yourself a raise like that. And they're not bosses. That's the other thing. They are elected officials. And so now your Democratic County Commissioner's Court will be voting to give themselves a raise. And I'm just pulling it up right now. Um, Let me see here. Well, I don't have... I'm trying to 
pull the scale, but I think it's something like 16%, 16 to 20% raise is what they're voting to do it. And they more than likely will give themselves a raise. Um, it's very unfortunate because the, the city of El Paso, you all have to remember this, the city of El Paso makes up 90% of the county. So that means that 90% of the residents that live in the county of El Paso live within the city of El Paso, which means that we are 90% managed by the city of El Paso and the county of El Paso, they never have any money. And so they don't really fund much of what goes on in the city of El Paso. And I don't think that they're necessarily looking out for the city of El Paso. And I'll give you all an example. Um, when I ran for, for, well, when I, when I was on city council, I should say, um, I knew that one of my responsibilities as a city council woman was streets and public safety. And so one of the things that I wanted to do was fix Saul Kleinfield because Saul Kleinfield was forever a mess. And that was my goal. And that was my objective. And I would not stop. And I was relentless. And I, every time that I could, I was having meetings with streets and maintenance. I was having meetings with our city engineer, Sam Rodriguez. I was having meetings with our city manager, Tommy Gonzalez. And it was something I was consistently bringing up like, hey, when is this coming? When are we doing this? Why aren't we doing it? People are asking for it. And we got it done. I had, I left, it literally took for me to leave office um, for us to do this. Now, normally I was only there for two and a half years. So it was like, I was serving somebody else's, finishing somebody else's term. So under normal circumstances, I think a lot of the projects that are barely coming to fruition now, had I been reelected, um, they would, you know, we would have just kept the momentum going. But that's, that's besides the point. What I was trying to get at is that Pelicano is a street that is... I we Nobody knows what happened. Apparently the contractor, I don't know, what happened there and they are more concerned about giving themselves a raise than finishing Pelicano when Pelicano should have been finished last year last summer in 2022 it should have been finished a year ago you drive by there today and it's a mess like there it's it's jam-packed with vehicles and trucks from um Job and semi-trucks and all sorts of vehicles are on that road sharing that road there's cones everywhere, but the only thing that's not on there is any construction vehicles with a promise to finish Pelicano. That's not happening. And that should absolutely be a priority for the county of El Paso because that is a county street. That is a county project that they have left unfinished. And more importantly to them is to give themselves a raise. Now, they do this pretty often. I want to say they do this maybe every two to three years where they give themselves a raise and it's not okay. And they are a partisan governing body, meaning they have to declare whether they're Democrat or Republican. And 100% of them are and historically have been Democrats. So I don't know. I mean, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. In El Paso, we have been voting Democrats probably since the inception of El Paso. 
every single person that is party affiliated in El Paso has been Democrat. So much so that people that are on the Republican side know that there is no way in hell that they could ever win an election, that they'll just run as Democrats just to win, but really they are Republicans. And this is why you will see in, in November's ballots, you will see a ton of people that you don't even have to vote for them because they won the primary and they went unchallenged. And because they're unchallenged, they automatically win the seats. And it's happening from the state legislatures to county commissioners court to constables, judges. It's happening everywhere. And so, of course, like, why are Republicans going to run in El Paso when it's already, it's a fact, like, if you have a, an R next to your name, you're not going to get elected. Like, you're not. Why? Because people are so close-minded here. They believe that, you know, oh, it's because the Democrats are for the people and the Republicans are for rich people is what, what we're, we've always been told. But it's, it's not true. Like, what they mean by that is that they will keep, they will do social services for you and keep you poor. They want to keep the people poor. They don't want the people to succeed. They want to keep you poor by taking your money for taxes. That's how they do it. And we so gleefully just say okay here are more of my taxes so you can give yourself a raise here's more of my taxes so that you don't finish the streets here's more of my taxes for this and for that and that's not the way it should be it should be that the government is in charge of whatever it is and that's the amount of money you get and you don't get a penny more and the rest like you need to figure it out and stop taking stop issuing all of this debt without my permission because we the voters are not doing we're not giving them permission to spend all this money on raises i think that the day that the opportunity is given to a conservative person um to be in office in el paso i think that'll be the day that we may start to see a change we may it may very well happen. It may not. I don't know. But for sure, you know, something's got to give. Something's got to change. And voting Democrat for the past hundred years is not doing it. It's not doing anything for us other than getting us more and more in debt. And it's very unfortunate. I don't know how else to do it. I don't know how else to... Um, I'm very hopeful, I will say that. I'm very hopeful that one day my community will rise up and my community will see that, you know, people with conservative values, that we are one human, because I can tell you this, me as a, a conservative Latina, a conservative woman, I get treated as though I have leprosy for having conservative values. And ill, like Claudia, ill because she's conservative. And and it's not okay because at the end of the day, I am an El Pasoan. I was born and raised here. Everything that pains the city of El Paso pains me also. And I really tried when I was on council to do things differently. And I really, really did. And I think 
um, I had many hills that I was willing to die on. And I think I did. And I have no regrets for that. But it's just really hard to, to go and really bring about real change when you're the only one. And you get, man, these people, they play so nasty, guys. Like, it is... At, at some point, it was just like, I don't even know, like why keep fighting this like they are so like they're so united and I was basically the outsider and I did not I couldn't but you know what I will say that I was able to move the needle on on a few things and while I was on there on council I, I am very proud of the things that I was able to accomplish and so we'll see I don't know what the future holds for me but I do hope that El Paso will will unite and realize that we all all of our values like the values of conservatives and Hispanic people are more aligned with each other than they are with like the people that want to call us Latinx um, those people don't know us those people don't live here and there's no reason why we're even entertaining those such ideas because it's it's not who we are like in El Paso we're very strong with family we're very family oriented we're very family based and we like to support one another. We're a very tight-knit community. And really, at the end of the day, like, that's what conservatism is. Conservatism is just, like, sticking to your traditional roots. And it means not being part of the establishment or giving more power to the establishment. And right now, I promise you all, the Democratic Party, they are the establishment. And we are giving more power to them and we are not getting the results. We have not gotten the results that were promised of us. We, we in El Paso have so much potential for economic growth. We have so much potential to just be us in this awesome community and have people travel to El Paso to come see us and host all sorts of things here. But we just have people telling us like, nope, El Paso, you'll never have that. You're not good enough for that. And here you go, pay more for this and pay more for that. But we're not going to really give you what it is that you all deserve. I hope that moving forward, I'm able to come back on, on the podcast and talk more about, I guess, um, the tribalism that exists between Democrats and, and Republicans. And I, I guess me, because as a conservative, I'm sorry, in El Paso, I feel the tribalism coming from the Democratic Party um, more so than than I mean I've never treated I've never treated somebody the way that I've been treating for thinking differently than them, and I think that that is um, a very consistent feeling for many conservatives where we feel like we are treated like I said like we have leprosy or we're racist and we're this and we're not. And that is just people playing politics and trying to paint us as these evil people when really all we want is to have, make our money, be able to keep our money, be able to provide for our families and have a couple of nice roads to drive on. That's all we want. Well, I hope this gives you all something to think about. If you all have any comments or you all want, you know, something you want to bring to my attention, if you agree, if you disagree, the good or the bad, leave your comments and I'm more than happy to read them and address them to you all. And, you know, 
keep me in your prayers for those of you that that pray pretty consistently to see that to see what my next step is maybe you know politics is just not it for me or maybe it is i don't know but last time around it was very obvious what god wanted me to do and i'm having a little bit of a harder time this time around and that's okay but just keep me in your prayers i'm keeping you all in our prayers and i hope that we really open up our minds to what's going on and just to give somebody else a chance somebody that thinks differently than than we do give them a chance because we they might prove us wrong and it might be a great thing so like always like and share this subscribe and drop me a line and let me know how what else you all want to talk about next time until then you all enjoy your day your week and i'll talk to you soon bye This has been Unmuted with Claudia, where we discuss the most important issues facing our community. Thank you for listening to my podcast. If you love my podcast, I'd appreciate it if you would subscribe, rate, and review me on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Don't forget to let me know what topics you would like for me to cover in future episodes. Drop me a line on claudia at claudiafoelpaso.com. See you in my next episode. This has been El Paso Talks, a podcast about El Paso delivered to you by the voices of your neighbors, your friends, your family, and even yourself. If you haven't already, like, subscribe and rate our podcast. El Paso Talks is produced by El Paso News. The opinions expressed are those of the individual delivering the episode and may not necessarily represent the views of El Paso News or the other podcasters on El Paso Talks. Find us at elpasonews.org. See you in the next episode.